Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to the fourth episode of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson, and I want to thank you so much for being with me today. Guys, I'm having so much fun just diving into the main topics from my book, Boy Mom. As each episode, we are just uncovering a little bit more, giving you some sneak peeks at the content, bringing on some other boy moms, and just having a great time talking about all things raising boys. Now, hopefully you heard our last episode, which was my chat with Wendy Speak. We were talking about raising boys with boundaries and freedoms, and we had a lot of fun talking about that. But today we get to pick up from where we left off and we're going to talk about raising boys with discipline. Now, of course, this is a huge topic and future episodes will definitely cover a whole lot more related to discipline. But today it's just a chat between two boy moms talking about some things that are working for us, some things we're still working on, and things we've learned along the way as we've raised our, I guess, combined seven sons with discipline. Now, we also get to refer to some of Wendy's books that definitely relate to discipline, and I think you're going to find those very helpful. There will be show notes, of course, over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. So hop over there to find links to anything we talk about today. Now, guys, since this is still a brand new podcast, I do invite you to subscribe over at iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I hope you'll take some time too to leave a rating or a review, which is just going to help put this podcast on the map. Have you told your friends about this podcast yet? Definitely let your boy mom friends know I'm here, what I'm doing, and that I am very open to suggestions for future topics and interviews. I'm having a great time getting started with this, and I'm just so thankful that you're taking time to listen. So without further ado, I'm going to open up the conversation between Wendy and I. I hope you feel like you're sitting here with us chatting, and I hope you get a lot out of this conversation. So here we go. Thanks for being here. Welcome back again. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. This is so much fun. I just love that we get to chat and bring in all of our friends as we talk about some important boy raising topics. And in our last episode, we covered boundaries and freedoms. And for anyone um, listening that didn't catch that, I encourage you to go back and listen because 
it was just a really great conversation. And in the same chapter as I cover boundaries and freedoms, I talk about discipline and that makes it a really packed chapter. So we save discipline for another podcast episode. And I am just really thankful that Wendy's willing to join me as we talk about this because it's it's a big one and it can be a challenging topic. So um, Wendy, just again, welcome. Um, I will refer a few times here probably to Wendy and Amber Leah's book, Triggers, about anger in parenting because man, anytime we're talking about discipline, we're usually going to talk about some of the emotions that come up in us and in our kids. And I just think that book should be a prerequisite. I think moms should have to read that before they even get started on their parenting journey, because just so many important principles there. So Wendy, I know you've spent a lot of time um, studying, learning, praying, researching this topic of discipline. So I know you're going to add a lot to our conversation. Um, I love it. I'm so glad we get to talk it through. Um, You know, I, one of the things that Amber and I did after we wrote Triggers, which specifically deals with mommy anger, is we have a follow-up book called Parenting Scripts. And it has so much to do with discipline, I've mm. learned, because yes. one of the recurring themes of the book, and really just of my own parenting journey, is when our kids do wrong, we can absolutely do right. Mm. But it doesn't happen by accident. If you don't yes. prepare what you're going to say, um, you you very likely are going to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. or miss an opportunity for a teachable moment or train wreck your teachable moment with too long a lecture or berating. Mm-hmm. And so I think these conversations are so good so that we can figure out what we mean to say before we say something mean. And we absolutely can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it takes making it a priority. Oh. Absolutely. I I love that. And I don't know if I've ever told you, Wendy, but when I first um, heard about your Parenting Scripts book, I literally turned to my husband and said, why didn't I think of that? It is genius because how often we are all in those moments where we're just like, you don't even know what to say. Your your brain feels like it's going to explode. You're either yeah. so frustrated or so mad or so confused right. or so caught off guard. And you're just like, what in the world? And I love how you in that book um, just offer such a helpful guide, not only some parenting scripts that we can use, but then guiding us in how to create our own scripts. Um, just absolutely brilliant. I love, love well, that and- book. In our last conversation, Monica, you gave one of your scripts at the very tail end of our of our um, podcast. You mm-hmm. said um, that you tell your kids with great uh, freedom comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> yes. And I said, Me oh, I think I remember Larry Boy and Spider-Man saying that <laughs> too. Like, that's a good one. And you called it your, your mom mantra. I call them yeah. mother mantras, absolutely, or parenting scripts. And yes. they're the words that we can speak over our own heart, right? Yes. yes. Um, so oh, before you're... you're, you're your script to your own heart could be, um, I don't need to get angry. Mm, yes. And, and it could just become this very short thing that you speak to your own self when your kids do wrong. And I think to really launch us into our conversation on discipline, mm-hmm. I would love to just start by telling the listeners that it's actually your, your kid's job to do wrong. Like <laughs> that's how they are learning yes. you learn to not touch what might hurt you sometimes by touching what's going to hurt you. And do we want them to just take us at our word and not touch, Mm -hmm. you know, the fireplace? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So often the refining comes by touching the crucible, touching the hot places. And so we don't need to be offended 
no. uh, often our mean responses in discipline are because we're so personally offended. Oh. But if we can change our mind about what their wrong behavior is about, mm-hmm. then we can actually enter in and do the job of parenting. It's their job at two to <laughs> no. And it's our job at two to say, well, actually, little person, the answer is Uh, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, that is so there. Just like it's their job at 11 to want more freedom than what they're ready for. And it's their job at, you know, 13, 14, 50 to take it offended that they still don't have all their freedoms that they want. And it's Mm -hmm. their job to go through these seasons. And -hmm. it's our job to not be offended, but to see that we're the mom that God intended to walk mm. through this season and uh, we can do it with loving yeah. kindness as the Lord has disciplined and brought us up into maturity. So oh, maturity is, so is the key word, right? Yeah. There's well, ones that are immature. We don't need to join them in the immaturity. So oh, I'm excited about the conversation. Oh, that is all so good. And how many times, and I think when we're tired, when we're weary, when we've been with our kids a little too much, it is so hard to remember that and to keep perspective. But if yeah. we can, it will be a game changer on a daily basis, just keeping our cool, being the parent, being the adult. That is awesome. Um, and so, yes, on this topic of discipline, we are called by God to discipline our children. Um, he disciplines us out of love, and we are called to discipline our children in love. And yet that can look very different Um in different times, in different, two different people. And so we want to handle that well. When we're told to discipline our children, we want to do it in a way that honors God and is done in love. Um, I love the quote from the five love languages of children by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell that says to be effective in discipline, parents must keep the child's emotional love tank filled with love. In fact, disciplining without love is like trying to run a machine without oil. It may appear to be working for a while, but will end in disaster. And I just love that. Good. Yes. We're right now as a family reading through for this next month, um, first Corinthians 13. And because my boys are really, really struggling with responding to one another in love, instead of just harping on them, you know, it's so yeah. funny. You've yeah. got to be loving and of course right. berating them. Yes. Um, so instead we're reading it through every time that we have a chance to sit down to a meal, we've got it printed out and it's at our kitchen table mm-hmm. and we just read through it. And then we focus on, well, what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not easily offended. It's not rude. doesn't boast. And we'll just choose one of those and have a conversation about it. But the first part of that, um, of that passage talks about, Hey, you can do all these things. You yeah. can get up early and fry up bacon for your kids because nothing says love like bacon. <laughs> and you can, you can wake them up gently and have all these fun things planned. But if you do it without love, it's yeah. nothing. It and is. you can open up the Bible and do a Bible study and you can homeschool and you can get them to all the places. You can say yes to all the extra curricular stuff that you've signed up for and run around like crazy. Um, but if you do it without love, you're just a, you're just a creaky gate. You're just Uh a a gong. And so I love this quote from the five love languages for kids because it's, it's so true. We've got to make sure that their love tank is filled up and it's the book, um, parenting with love and logic. Mm -hmm. They use the imagery of making deposits So all the yeses and all the acts of loving kindness, all of the tender moments are deposits in their love tank. 
Absolutely. And the nose, therefore, and the boundaries and the disciplines, it's almost like a withdrawal. Yes. Because it does, it does put pressure on the relationship and you've got to have margin there where there's been a lot of love. They feel mm-hmm. safe and they know yes. that your nose are in love. Absolutely. They know that you're for them, that everything up to this point has been done in love so that when there is a no or when there is a consequence, it, it you're right, it, it just falls into a much better place. Well, and that, that no, that consequence is even in love. They're so exactly. surrounded by love yes. that they know that. And, th- and that's, you, you had started by saying, you know, that this is a biblical call to discipline. And absolutely, mm-hmm. Proverbs 3 says, Son, don't despise the Lord's discipline. Don't yes. resent it because the mm. Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, right. the son he delights in. Mm. And then I think it's it's Hebrews 12 that talks about, I know discipline doesn't feel good, but afterwards <laughs> right. it's going but to afterwards. yield a harvest of righteousness. Yes. And what's more loving than want our ki- wanting our kids to have this awesome, fruitful life. So, it is yeah, so true. It feel good, but it is something we do because we love them. We do. And, and I mean, all over Proverbs, we are specifically called to dis- discipline our children in love. And so um, I, I think there's no getting around that. We can all agree that discipline is good. It's, it's how we do it. And it's the heart that we do it with. That's going to be just change um, really the direction of our relationship with our kids, their heart in many cases, um, whether their hearts grow cold or grow soft. And, um, and I think one thing I, I do point out in this chapter of the book is that our aim in disciplining our sons should be teaching rather than control. And I think in a moment of frustration, I know I've had moments where all I want to do is control that kid. I mean, I just lose all perspective because at that moment, I just want him to do what I want him to do. But if we remind ourselves that really our job is to teach, and like you said, to teach a child that we should go into it knowing that they don't know already. It's our job to teach them. They're not born with a knowledge of how to behave, how to follow rules, what to do. It's our job to teach them. And I just think that's a super important thing to keep in mind. Um, control is not the goal. It is teaching. So, um, yeah. And I love it. You know, I've spoken to so many people and this has been my experience as well. So let me not just pawn it off on people that I talk to. That's like, my friend has this problem. (laughs) It's me too. But this idea of control, I never really thought that I struggled with control until I was in this environment with three kids that felt so out of control. And what I've learned is when I really am clawing my way Mm. through trying to control them, their behavior, and the way they're interacting with one another, that's when I act out of control. It's so ironic to me, but it makes so much sense. Like it's, it's, I sound dumb when I say it, but when I feel out of control, I act out of control. Definitely. And and aren't you sometimes relieved that kids don't quite have the maturity to call you out on it? Because how many times, <laughs> how many times I've been in the moment thinking in the back of my head, I hear a little voice that's like, do you even realize? <laughs> do you realize yeah. if your kid called you out on this right now, how embarrassed and ashamed you would be? But they don't have that either the guts or the maturity yet. But I know in my head that I am doing that very thing. I'm acting out of control while I'm trying to control them. And it's just, it, it just isn't a good thing at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, my kids have heard me do way too many podcasts. Um, about this issue. So they'll be walking by and kind of roll their eyes at me like, yeah, mom, let's see you work on that one. And they'll call me out. So they do it. Like just the other day, um, one of my kids was doing something that was so obviously wrong. And I just kept like lecturing 
And uh-huh. Brody, my middle boy, he came up to me and he said, um, Mom, you just need to tell him once or twice. Oh, and then boy. you need to give him a discipline because yes. you don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he just totally read me a page from my own book. Oh, yep. That's what happens. <laughs> I heard. But so often we keep talking about it because we think that um, talking is grace, right? Yes. The kids yes. are doing wrong. And if we could just convince them with oh, our words and give them yes. chance after chance after chance to do right, yes. then that's going to change their behavior. And while there's such, um, there's such a need for grace, it yes. is with kindness and grace that the Lord has, has given us forgiveness mm-hmm. for our sins. And we need to show that same mercy to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also consequences for for wrong behavior. Yes. And that's what my kid was calling me out. He's like, this kid, he needs a discipline. He right. needs, like, you've given a lot of grace, mom, with all of your talk, 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 but yeah. there needs, there's a time when you need to actually discipline. And so uh, that's been a big takeaway for me is so often that I want to see my child's behavior change because I've shown them grace. But I've learned that a time comes when if they choose to do wrong after they know the way that they should go, right? The word says, train up a child in the way he should go Mm -hmm. so that when he's older, he will not depart from it. Now, my tendency is to berate him for going the wrong way, but no, I need to gently train him up in the way he should go. And if he willfully disobeys family rules, Mm -hmm. is unkind to others in our home, Mm -hmm. is deceitful, then there is a time where all that grace becomes the bedrock foundation for a well um, doled out discipline mm-hmm. because I've learned that grace doesn't always change behavior, but a discipline gets their attention. So not, not in anger, but because again, we've talked about love, right? Grace and love are so interchangeable. Yes. We've already laid the foundation of grace. We've laid the foundation of love. We are going to discipline them because we love them. It yes. might not feel good to them, mm-hmm. but taking away the phone or taking away the play date or the privilege that they had so yes. that we can get their attention. You use the term in the Boy Mom book, mm-hmm. currency, you know, finding their mm-hmm. currency. And I'm a huge fan of knowing your kid's currency. Mm. One of them wants to go to his baseball practice and one of them wants the privilege of having a phone in their pocket. Mm -hmm. And one of them, you know, so learning the kid's currency and then using that because you love them for this benefit. Oh, so good. Grace doesn't always get the job done. Grace we need not. grace. They actually need to get their attention sometimes is discipline. I remember yep. I had a season where um, I had my middle boy at a local private um, Christian school and there was this like super awful bully. <laughs> like he was really, really bad. And <sighs> Brody came to me and said, mom, he's not, he's not being mean to me right now but I'm sort of next in line in the oh. pecking order and all the kids are one at a time leaving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, was, it was so interesting how he could see it playing oh, out, right? And yes. then as it, as I started to understand what was going on in their classroom, I try really hard to not be the mom that's going to see the principal all the time. Sure, yes. But I sent a message and said, I would love to talk through this with you 
um, from the perspective of what I'm seeing and how it's affecting my child. So I went and I sat down with the principal and and the, the vice principal too. And we had a great conversation because it was such a Christian, small Christian school that was really geared towards being a light um, in that community. Mm-hmm. They were showing grace after grace after grace to this child that was being very mean, mm, like not slightly. Sure. Yep. It was not, um, it was not hidden. It was very overtly mean yes. doing wrong. And I said to them, I, I, I told them, I think you've done a great job of showing grace. I really do. If you want to be a good representation of Christ in this boy's life, and I'm not even talking about protecting the other children, but right. if you really want to model Christ in this he child's does. life, you need to see the lion and the lamb. Uh, God's absolutely a God of justice as well as a God of grace. Mm, there so is good. consequence. I know consequence for sin in my own life. Yes. Absolutely. I've felt it. I still mm-hmm. feel things that I had done wrong years ago and the consequences that have continued because I've made sinful choices. Right. I see it in my own child's life, my oldest especially. Um, but we can't be scared of dealing with sin head on yes. because we love them. We want the sin to stop. And like I said, grace doesn't always get the job done. Right. Oh, that is, that is just so important because I think it's easy for us to almost go one direction or the other, all grace or all discipline, all grace or all consequences when really we need both and mm-hmm. we need wisdom for how to, um, how to use both at the right time and in the right ways. And I just love that one thing my husband has pointed out to me as we've talked about this thing of, you know, like what you experienced, even in that little private school was if we don't discipline our children at home, then the harsh world will discipline them eventually. And, and he said, you know, better to discipline our kids in a loving environment of their home than just make them think that they're just going to get grace upon grace and send them out into the world where they're going to discover one day that it's not such a friendly place. Yeah. And whether they lose friendships, whether they get in trouble at school, whether they end up in jail one day, and I yeah. probably shouldn't, but sometimes I might go extreme on my kids and give them examples of no, what No, my happens. husband does the same thing. And I'm sitting there going, really, really, we're going to, we're going to play the prison uh, card right now. <laughs> but he, he's right. He's like, if you can learn in this moment, yes. What self-control looks like, what personal responsibility looks like, then you don't have to learn the lesson out in the mean world. Absolutely. I think that's a, and again, this is all based on love. It's all based on love. It is. Absolutely. I, I think it's super important. And and one thing um, we touched on earlier was just teaching the kids what they need to know um, because they're not born with an instruction manual. They're not, they don't know anything when they're born and we need to teach them. And one thing I love to talk about because I've had some great examples in my life and I bet you've done some of this as well is the idea of training our kids. So before, you know, it's one thing to give them discipline, but before we even get to that place, how do we train our kids in what is right? How do we teach them? And that's where I have found it really helpful to walk my kids through things almost um, in a 
environment where it feels like they're playing when they're young, but mm -hmm. where we can talk about scenarios that we're going to face, whether we're going out in public. Um, an example I use in the book is going to the grocery store. We all dread the grocery shopping cart experience where kids are, you know, climbing on it, falling off of it, grabbing candy, putting things in the shopping cart, but hitting each other, running away. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's adding to your list right now as they listen to this, by the way. Yes, that's exactly right. And yet, how should they know how to act if they've right. never been told? And so what a, a mentor friend of mine taught me was to go through pretend scenarios at home before you go to the grocery store, okay. before you're at the, you know, church service that kids are welcomed into rather than having childcare. How should you act? And talking about it, practicing it. And this became something that was almost a little bit entertaining for us when my kids were little. One thing that I remember noticing uh, before I even had kids was when we would go visit somebody and their kids would be sitting, um, playing a game or doing something. They wouldn't even turn their head to acknowledge us when we walked in. And for some reason that bugged me. I remember thinking, how rude, like teach your mm. kids to acknowledge and an adult when they walk in the home. So I made a little mental note way back thinking when I have kids, I'm going to teach them. And so sure enough, when my kids were young, I would say, oh, so-and-so is going to be stopping by. When they come, this is what you do. You stand up, you look at them. Now let's practice. Look at me. And you know, kids get uncomfortable, a little shy or introverted maybe, but if you teach them, this is how you greet somebody. You could shake their hand or in Hawaii, we hug everybody, but you might teach them about eye contact and sure they won't get it right every time. But if we begin to give, have training sessions for the grocery store, for the public scenarios, it doesn't mean they're going to get it right. I don't right. think I've ever had a seamless trip to the grocery store with more than two children in tow, but it sure is helpful to train them in what kind of behavior is expected. Right. And I think a lot of us, when we're, when we're young moms with young children, we think that the training is the discipline and the, mm -hmm. the discipline, actually there's an order to it. Mm -hmm. um, there, it starts with what I call discipleship. So it's what you're talking about here. They're being our little disciples. They're being mm -hmm. our little followers. Right. Yep. Yep. And we're saying, Oh, we're about to check out at, you know, with our groceries. When, when she talks to you, I want you to remember, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Your please and thank yous, you know, mm -hmm. and so good. it's training. So she's, he, he's my, my disciple. I'm discipling him. That's right. And I love the, the root is the same to mm -hmm. disciple and to discipline. And then of course, the next step is with the hopes that they're going to be self-disciplined, right? So yes. we disciple them, we train them. And then yes. when they choose to go their own way, the consequence is discipline mm. so that they might grow up to yield a harvest of, of righteousness in yes. their lives. To go back to that Hebrews 12, 11 passage, right. we discipline so that they might have right behavior, yes. but it does start with training them. And it's so loving to set them up for success. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, and, and I love it when they don't even realize that they're training. They think they're just, you know playing a little game. Playing game. Or, right. Yeah. Well, I remember um, in in um, both triggers and parenting scripts, we talk about pinpoint what your main problem is. Like what's mm. your main trigger? Oh, so good. And you can do this every week, right? Okay. Choose right. another thing that really, really peeves you mm -hmm. and makes you lose your cool because they X, Y, and Z can't get their shoes on and get in the cotton picking car. Right. Or why is there a meltdown when it's time to leave the beach or the park? Right. Sure. What's so going on? Yep. It can be, hey, today, guys, we're going to the park for 15 minutes and they're going to go, what? 
why 15 minutes? Well, this is what's going to happen. We're going to uh-huh. go to the park for 15 minutes. And I'm going to say, hey, guys, it's time to go. Grab your sand toys. Grab your things. Help me load up the car. And then once you do it, I'm going to say, okay, guys, let's stay another hour. And uh-huh. I think that you're the weirdest thing ever. But it's hey, this just we're just practicing. Yes, we I've noticed the last couple times we'll have a couple hours of fun and then we all end up crying mm-hmm. on the way home, mom included. And the kids right. are going to go, yes. That, I mean, I'm talking your, your two and your three and your four-year-old are going to say, I know, isn't that awful? Oh. And so we're just going to train. And the other time we were at the park and this is when they were older. And, um, and I called them over and said, guys, we're going to leave in 15 minutes. Remember when we used to train how to leave the park? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah. I said, well, we're going to do it, but I want you to remember way back when what the right way to leave the park is. Mm-hmm. And whoever does the most exceptional job is the DJ on the way home, yes. which means they grab, you know, they grab my phone and they play whatever songs right. they want. And right. um, sometimes you just that. need to, to, you know, remind them of the training that you've done rather than berating them for the wrongdoing and oh, then so discipline good. them. So, oh, so good. And, and that just something I did this week, I love to catch my boys doing the right thing and have oh, little so rewards. Good. So I know for us, because we homeschool, I'll have some little treats tucked away and I'll walk up and be like, Oh, I caught, you know, I was doing, folding some laundry. I come out, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Here's a little treat or even just a word of encouragement, but catching them doing what's right and rewarding that. And, um, and actually the whole reward thing is something I did want to touch on because as we learn about each of our kids being individual and unique from one another, some of our kids, maybe more so than consequences are motivated by reward. So one thing, my youngest son, it's, you know, the homeschooling thing has been a tough, I think it's been my most challenging of the four, which Mm -hmm. is funny that it took me to the fourth one. I used to think I was a pretty good homeschool mom. And then (laughs) I had the fourth one and I went, wait a minute, maybe I just had really good kids. But anyways, instead of getting frustrated day after day, I started to find that if I had a reward system where I said, you know what, if you can finish everything by one o'clock today, then you're going to get this or we'll go do that. And I can say he was more motivated by that idea of a reward than if I had given him a hundred consequences. So I think that's where just figuring out, like you said, the kid's currency, what works for which kids, and then having a strategy and um, being prepared in advance, which is something I don't think I'm, I'm great at is that whole being prepared in advance, but I think it's really important to be thinking one step ahead. Yeah. Having a plan has been a lifeline for me to not say the wrong thing Mm -hmm. because I'm going to say the wrong thing. It's kind of like, I think parenting can be like, um, cooking spaghetti, you know, the saying that you you got to throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Yes. And I think so often in our parenting, we're like, well, that worked, (laughs) you know? So if you've got a bazillion kids at nap time, I always say a bazillion kids, like more than two, it feels like a bazillion (laughs) to me. Sometimes two, if you just have two, it's like, what's going on? It's chaos. But you're trying to get your kid to stay in their crib or in their big boy bed. Right. Yes. And they keep coming out. And so one day you threaten them. One day you spank them. One day you you try to bribe them with a fruit snack after their nap. And That's the right. next you crawl in bed with them and tickle their back until you both fall asleep. <laughs> and there's no consistency, right? Totally. So coming you, up with a plan helps you with consistency, of course, right? We all know yeah. it's important, but the only thing I'm consistent at is being inconsistent, inconsistent. unless I uh-huh. make a plan. It is so, so um, true. 
it's just, yes. it's been huge for me, the plan to plan the rewards mm-hmm. and to plan the consequences. Yes. Yes. So and of course you can, you know, deviate. This has been the busiest month ever. So at the end of this last month, I, I, I looked at our list of Caleb was supposed to do dishes and Brody was supposed to do this. This is the extra thing as being right. part of family, what they do as a chore. And everyone did a pretty lousy job this last month. The first, the first, the month before it was great, but we were so busy mm-hmm. that part of the problem was just how busy we were. Yes. And so last month at the end of it, this is just part of the job of being part of a family. But one of my kids the month before had done such a stellar job that at the end of the month, I said, I want to give so-and-so an extra $20 bill this month because you just went over and above. You did it without being asked. You had such a great attitude. You helped your brothers when they couldn't get their job done with no complaints, which was so unlike, you know, just the way that we oftentimes work as a family. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this past month, my kids were saying, um, so who earned the $20 bill? Right. They expected it. Now. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, Uh-oh. first of all, I, I wasn't really thinking that was going to be a incentive that I always <laughs> use, especially this year, this month, um, where nobody did a great job. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so it, yes. there's just another way that you can find more fun things to that. incentivize, right? I love and that. And I yes. did tell them, I said, blow my socks off, guys. Get exactly. And I will, I love to throw money or rewards or treats or whatever at you or a date. Yes. Just, just yesterday I I came out, I had already mentioned a minute ago, surprising them when I catch them doing something right. But just for kicks, I came into a room where two boys were basically watching. I don't know if it was a funny cat video or something they weren't supposed to be watching during a school day. And I was like, oh, bummer. I was so ready to, you know, I tucked away a treat for each of you. I couldn't wait to catch you doing what was right, but I didn't catch you doing what was I'll right. I'll hold and those for another time. <laughs> exactly. But you know, it's yeah. funny to me talking about being prepared that any other job in life, everything we do, we have to do our homework. We have to be prepared, right. but something about motherhood, we just feel like it's going to, it should come natural or like we, we can wing it. it. Yeah. And I know I can't, <laughs> so yeah, got to make a plan. And I say, you got to slow down. Slow you got to sit down. And sometimes you even have to write down mm-hmm. what your responses are going to be. Again, Absolutely. I call those parenting scripts, but I think that there's no better place for a script yes. than in discipline because yes. without preparing, um, you just never know what's going to come out of your mouth because it's really hard to not take it personally, right? For sure. And, not- and one thing I learned from you, Wendy, I'd love for you to share before we wrap up and we'll make this the end here. But when you're in that moment and you can't think of anything, you don't have the script, you're not ready. Talk to us about, um, just give us some encouragement, what you recommend doing in that moment. Right. I, I say that it's better to save the lesson for later than to parent in the problem if you're not ready for it. Because my tendency is to, when my kids are doing wrong, my tendency is to join them and do wrong too. Yes. Unless I'm prepared to do right. And you can do right if you're prepared. Mm -hmm. But if you're not prepared, sometimes they don't need a timeout nearly as much as you did. So take yourself, have a holy pause, put yourself in a mom timeout, Mm -hmm. not to discipline yourself, but to use that quiet time to figure out what you mean to say so that you don't say something mean, right? Sure. And so, all you so tell good. my kids right now, I don't know. 
what I need to say or do. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much a wait till your father gets home. It's like, <laughs> we need to wait. I might need your dad to get home because right. this, you know, this is sort of big. Mm-hmm. So um, I just need you to wait in your room right now. No, I you love can, you that. Can you can, you know, do some homework. You can, you know, hang out, yes. Yes. play some music, but you can't come out right now because you right. haven't been kind and I'm not sure that I can respond to you in a kind way myself. And we can just tell them that. So like, like I said, it's just a matter of if you can't parent in the problem, Mm -hmm. then you can save the lesson for later. And you believe me, your three-year-old will remember what he did wrong. If you remain (laughs) kind, you're right. Now, if you respond in anger, you basically just stole the show. You needed about your behavior rather than their wrong behavior. But if a three-year-old hears his mom say, honey, I'm walking you into your room. You've been unkind. Mm-hmm. I will come back in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Or even you've done wrong and I'm not sure what the consequence needs to be. Right. I'm going to talk to dad tonight, mm-hmm. um, but tomorrow Ooh. we'll talk about this. <laughs> that can be so effective, just the waiting. <laughs> not that yeah. that's the reason for it, but I think it's good for them to kind of have that time that they have to wait and wonder what that's going to be when you do come up with the consequence. Yeah, absolutely. We could have so many conversations about this, like my brain's bursting, but just (laughs) to to empower the listener that you can do right when your kids do wrong. Mm -hmm. You can discipline and love because you love them. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it does, it does take some, some preparing. So let's incentivize them with rewards, but Mm -hmm. let's be prepared with consequences because Grace is the most important things, but we need to be prepared to also discipline them because it is biblical. It's how the Lord has um, refined us over and over, Mm -hmm. and uh, he has disciplined us in love. It's the kindness of the Lord that has led us to repentance. And so we can be kind and loving in the way we discipline our kids if we're ready, (laughs) if we're ready to be. So good, Wendy. All of that is so good. And I do encourage everyone out there to get your hands on that Scripts in Parenting book. Um, Just such a great resource, such a great springboard for you to develop your own Scripts in Parenting. And again, I'll just say triggers is a must have for all moms. Um, And we will have show notes to anything we've mentioned. We will link to in my show notes over at my blog. So definitely hop over there to have a look. And um, and the the book, of course, my book, chapter three, will go a lot further into this topic of boundaries, freedoms, and discipline. And Wendy, what a joy to have you on. You add so much to this conversation. I cannot thank you enough. Awesome. I was so glad to be here. And you know that this just, you know, fires me up and makes me want to go back and do a good job with my own boys. So that's why we're having these conversations. And and I think that discipline itself is a topic that we'll probably will revisit many times, different aspects of it, different elements of it. So uh, rest assured, everyone, we are here for you. We want to encourage you as we encourage one another. So um, just want to say thank you again, Wendy, and God bless you. And we'll, we'll bring you on again in a future episode for sure. Awesome. Take care. Aloha. 
All right, friends, that's a wrap for today. But I just want to thank you again so much for taking time to stop and listen. And I'm just learning more with each of these episodes. And I cannot wait to dive into future topics down the road. So thank you. Do look for notes uh, and links to anything we talked about over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And I still welcome and appreciate reviews and ratings at iTunes or wherever you're listening. You know that iTunes is now called Apple Podcasts. Is that right? Apple Podcasts? I have to get used to that. Anyway, uh, feel free to also email me your thoughts, suggestions, and feedback at aloha at monicaswanson.com. So I'll see you back here real soon. God bless you. Thanks for your time. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.